Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. All right, I have another little tangent I got to say about my name. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, I wasn't going to do it, but then after mm. I just said my name, I said, I got to say it. Okay. So I think the reason, because last episode, I, we, I talked about how weird it is to say my own name, you know? Yeah. I think because it's Hunter Martin, like two T's at the same place in each name. And sometimes you say Hunter Martin. Yeah. Or Hunter Martin or Hunter Martin. So I I hate it and I just did it. So that's why I'm talking about it now is when the T's are in, are emphasized. The t- so you don't like it when it is said the correct way is what you're saying. The t- but I, I, it just feels like you're over pronouncing it yeah but that's right though like but i I guess because you grew up in the south you're used like like the people running out it's like oh yeah hunter i mean my entire family hunter hunter so why don't you just legally change your name to hunter martin h-u-n-e-r-m-a-r-n yeah hunter martin and then you won't have this problem well you know no i think you're right because when someone emphasizes that t and in both names, like Hunter Martin, but I've said it before many times. So I have said it both ways in my life, but I don't know. I just, I, I'm not used to saying my full name or my name in general. Okay. So today we have a little bit of Disney 411 before we get into the film that we will be talking about. Yes. So our, so our Disney 411 news segment there's about a little too many ones we can talk about. The first one we actually talked about before, Demi Lovato's trailer for her new documentary. Yes, yes. Called Dancing with the Devil on, on YouTube. Oh my God. If y'all so you can watch a cooking, the trailer for this. So you can watch a cooking tutorial and then five seconds later, watch this documentary. So. I only ever want to hear from the man in that documentary. He goes, oh, are we, are we talking about heroin? Are we doing that? So, so for people who have no idea what we're talking about, Demi Lovato is coming out with a new documentary series about her struggles with substance abuse and when she had her overdose and all that stuff. And it is like very, the trailer itself is like, oh, 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 wow. Yeah, it's very, it seems like it's going to be very intense. Yeah, I she said she had two heart attacks or something, two strokes. Yeah, like two like, heart attacks and a stroke, I think. And, and apparently, she... according to my YouTube recommendations, the Selena Gomez stands are being nasty on Twitter at Demi's expense. Why? Because they're Selena Gomez stands. Oh, and they're not friends, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the documentary has her friends, her family interviewed. And I guess it was filmed before the overdose and after. Oh, because, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed in the trailer, she was on tour and the talking heads were like, Demi's really good at 
lying when she's really not okay. And then it cuts to her in her green room and her sister grabs her hand and she goes, hey, I just have this urge to tell you, be careful. And Timmy's like, I'm always careful. And I remember, yeah, and, then it, and then it shows her on the phone and someone was like, wow, that was the best show ever. And Timmy was like, thank you so much. And it said month before her overdose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so maybe they were like filming for something else. Probably. And then- I'm sure they were just like filming a demi tour documentary and then all this stuff went down mm. i'm really interested this what she, when she talks about her engagement yeah i'm i'm really excited actually to see this because that was so wild when they broke up and he would go on Insta- did you ever see those videos Mm-mm. of her oh they're so funny well one it came out that he was such a big selena gomez fan that he would comment on her stuff, be like, wow, my What if he wife. runs a stan account, like a Selena Gomez stan account, and like Probably this does. trailer dropped and her ex fiance is like, oh my God, disgusting trash. No, but then he would go on live, like on Instagram live, and he would be forcing the tears out, like squeezing them out of his eyeball. He's like, all these distractions, I'm, I'm on a movie set, there's family here. Like, you guys, this isn't okay. I said, mention you're in a movie one more time right (laughs) please that we're not gonna see you with a bad mom's christmas (laughs) but people saw that movie so who who i didn't see it i saw it i saw it in theaters i said i have to see my face uh 50 feet wide um and someone on that i went to high school with messaged me on wrote on my facebook wall hey just saw Bad Mom's Christmas, you were great in it when it came out. And I commented, wow, thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed the movie. <laughs> like I was the star, which I was. Yes, you were. For two minutes. So did, be on the lookout for that. Episode? I feel like we should, that should be an episode. We watch it. The Demi Doc. Yeah. The Demi Doc. The, the Demi Doc. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm excited. Because she, she's dancing with the devil. So, and I guess to a little Demi Lovato adjacent news, a little Camp Rock cinematic universe, Nick Jonas. Okay, this isn't really newsworthy, but I feel like it's newsworthy to talk about because it was announced that he's hosting and being the musical guest on SNL. It was, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just himself. Mm-hmm. So I said, what happened? What happened to the Jonas Brothers? Are they done? Again? No, I don't. I hope not. Because I feel like they're stronger together than they are apart. They really are. Like, yes, jealous by like Nick D- Jonas. DNCE came out of the gate really strong, but I don't know that they had, like... You, you know DNCE. Yeah. yeah. Talk to <laughs> me, baby! Like, Cake by the Ocean. Boom. Boom, boom. Um, oh no but yeah nick jonas's solo stuff has never i've never been a fan of it jealous Not even when he Come dropped on. no i don't like jealous I i'm sorry get jealous. Jealous, James, that, that's for all of you close. i don't like any of it what i was like i don't know any nick jonas songs but now you're mentioning them and i'm like try to book the chain but the jam <laughs> stop you only you listened exclusively to the radio for as long as I have known you. <laughs> so 
That was a dig. You listen to the radio and things that came out before 2005, and that's like it. You know what? It's a niche market. <laughs> sure. And I'm the number one buyer. But what I'm saying is, does this mean he's going to like, is this like some like quarantine project he'd had? He said, you know what? I was alone. This is music. So uh, speaking of documentaries, when the Jonas Brothers, did you watch their documentary at all? I have not, no. So they were talking about how like Nick was like the biggest one to come out of there. And I was like, well, compared to the Jonas Brothers, yes, but let's not act like Nick Jonas was the biggest solo male pop star. when No, he was not. But the documentary, that's like how they portrayed it. But in context, it was true, but in the grand scheme of things. I was I like, feel like one was, song that really blew up. I feel like there was always, even like when in the early Joe Bro days, it was always like either Joe or Nick could be the most famous, but it's definitely not Kevin, no matter how you slice it. Right. But he had his uh, resurgence. I think we mentioned that last episode with this documentary because the way like they treated him while he's in the band, everyone was like, justice for Kevin. Because apparently they, no. did, they, they did a performance at a radio show during like the last couple of years when they were initially together and yeah. they didn't tell him that they were doing it. Damn. Like, yeah, it's a good, it's a really good documentary. You find out a, a lot of the songs were written by Nick Jonas and they were about Miley Cyrus. Which one? Uh, Love Bug. Ah, not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, and because they, they show like clips of them on Hannah Montana. And he was like, yeah, that's when I like really started writing songs about love. Wow. Yeah, a little history lesson for you all. Well, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. just thought it was interesting. I guess we'll see how he does. Right. I'm wondering what, how the song is. I'm wondering if he can carry the whole episode. Yeah. We shall see. So I think that's closing our Disney 411 segment. It is. So today, I think wait, wait, wait. Before well, we get started yes. in what we're talking about, we have to mention the Instagram post we uh, posted. Oh, yes, our, uh, our Disney Channel photo shoot that we did. Thank you to everyone after we posted those Disney Channel photo shoots who commented and sent really kind messages about, wow, this is really good. Like, this is amazing. So we want to say thank you to all that support. It was really fun to do, me and Becca. It was so much fun. Yeah, Becca, what was your... Uh, character clothing scheme. Like, who 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 is your inspiration for that? Uh, Chelsea Daniels, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the hair was very Chelsea. I think the layers. I wanted to go Lilane. Mm-hmm. I did my best. Um, if anyone is watching Drag Race currently, I think Tina Burner is the closest that I made it to. Um, okay. but yeah, it was it's very fun. Uh, being able to kind of like live out stuff that you would see a lot growing up yeah it was it was fun it was mine were probably very zach martin from sweet life definitely Uh, zach and of course the swoopy hair which was every disney channel guy during that time and it just it was just so funny to see the hair because i was telling that guys we were doing it that with the hair i look sick not like in a good way, like, oh, I look you so kept, sick. Like I kept going, I look sick. <laughs> you really look I looked fine. ill. I looked ill. 
there's a picture of me on the first day of high school with the swoop, the American Eagle t-shirt, and I was rocking it. And to try to do the swoop again, I'm like, it's, to quote the great Randy Jackson, it's a no for me, dog. But it was fun. And it was fun to actually Google Disney Channel posters because there's specific poses like you oh, yeah. do, you know, like the back to back, the the surprise one, you know, the the memes of like Zach Efron, yeah, like having the, his hands like, like oh, I don't know. sibling pose where someone's like, yeah. oh, and the other one's like, yeah. Ah. But it was really fun. So I'm glad everyone enjoyed those when we posted them because they were fun to do. So, so the actual topic for the day is a film that I love so much. Um, and, it's, and it's actually the, probably going to be the first of many times we delve into like a movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, and we a, do have to, I and, always we, thought and that we this might, was a decom. No, it, it has very decom energy. It does. And, and it I, I do want to preface on. to the viewers that are like, wait, this wasn't Disney Channel original. Like we said, if it aired on Disney Channel... It's, it's fair, fair game. game. Yeah. And it definitely aired on Disney Channel. It has big Disney Channel energy. Oh, yeah. It was always... I only ever saw this on Disney Channel before I owned it. I didn't... Yeah. I had no idea that it ever got a theatrical release. So, Becca, reveal to the viewers or we listeners speaking what, on. what we are talking about. Cable! Cable! <laughs> Max Cable's big move, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Max Cable's big move, which, like we just said, was not a DCOM. It was released in theaters it on sure was. October 5th, 2001. And it is, this movie is a perfect little time capsule of like oh, 2001. Yeah. Like, oh, the clothes, the phrasing. Yes. The little Romeo cameo that makes yes. no sense. The music in the background. Per, it's it's perfect. So just a little, so do, do you think it was a, based off what we watched and the time. I thought you were about to go, did you think this was based off a true story? <laughs> Could you imagine? No. Do you think it was a big hit for Disney? Do you think it was uh, like a big hit? I feel like it was like middle of the road. So, it cost $25 million to make. Okay. It only made $18.6 million. No, it was a flop. It was a flippity flop. No! How can it be a flop? I, like... I love this movie. It's, I don't know, maybe, I, I feel like it's a cult classic. Is that, yeah. is that a big? I, well, yeah, it's very typical for films like this that that come out and bomb to, like, kind of find a niche market, I think like, it was, airing yeah. on television. Correct. I, I think like it was Max, a big. people is something that, like, if I bring that up to people, they're like, oh, yeah. No, for sure. I think it got uh, its life on Disney Channel when it would do reruns and yeah. DVDs and video. Because I definitely had it on DVD. I, I did as well. Or VHS. Because I didn't see it in theaters, but I remember quoting it all the time. And there was a specific moment when I went to the beach with my family during this year. And I wanted to <laughs> recreate the movie with my siblings and my cousins. Like, I wanted to sit them all down and recreate it. The whole thing? I guess. Or uh, certain scenes. I don't know. This year? No. In 2001. Oh, I heard you say this year. I no, was like, in, Hunter. In 2001. 
I know you were not a grown ass adult at the beach being like, we're going to play Max Keeble. I, I come out of the bathroom. I have really spiky hair. They're like, are you okay? I want to do the Keeble look bad. We will next Halloween. I really want to. Um, Max Keeble, they make this small little boy out to be the coolest man alive. Can we, well, one, can we talk about how short he is? He's so oh, short. My, so the for those who are familiar We'll try to paint the picture when we talk about it, if you're not really familiar. So the movie opens with a shot of them zooming into a garage, and the garage door opens. And there's this three-foot-five little kid. <laughs> I remember watching him being like, geez, what? And like He's the, so short. When he gets dunked in the trash on the first day of school, and he bathes himself in the sprinklers and then gets blown off by the leaf blower and they're just watching him play in the sprinklers like oh my gosh <laughs> wow so i i guess we'll 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 be jumping around throughout the movie yeah. but there's a scene where he gets bullied by the kid by the bully and he's in garbage and mud and blah 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 and he comes into the auditorium and ra- randomly everyone stops talking in the auditorium and <laughs> look at him and i'm like he's quiet he's not doing anything and then the principal gets mad at him because he's like you are a troublemaker and i remember watching him being like he just walked in with the you can tell that he's not doing this on purpose the way yeah, he's he did it. fully burst into an assembly like slam open the door it's and because walk the in. But he made no effort to clean himself up, like, at least a True. little. True. I was like... You know, uh, he waited until he, after. But when he did, so there were the two friends were like, Max, how are you going to... Uh, you can't walk around school like this all day. And he goes, I don't plan on, on it. it. And all of a sudden, he gets into the field and turns on the sprinklers. And his friends are beside themselves. They are. Oh, you are so cool, Max. You're Megan crazy. and Robe. Who okay? So Robe is played by Josh Peck. Yes, which I said. Josh Peck. I said, uh, going out of company lines. I so I think his the character's name is Robert, but they call him Robe because he wears the same robe every day, and I mm-hmm. just don't know who would let him get away with that. I mean, he's not naked under the robe. I know, but it's weird. Like you think his mom would be like, please. I'm sure he is, but I I knew kids who would wear the same thing every day i mean i don't think that it's like i'm not saying it's so like unrealistic right you're not saying that's like gross. i knew kids like that i just saying like why didn't anyone say something i also thought it was funny that josh peck was a nickelodeon kid but he was in a disney movie i know and the girl the 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 other redheaded girl yeah she was in snow day that disney that not the nickelodeon movie snow day oh wow with josh peck she was also in uh the tim allen remake of the shaggy dog yes because i looked her up i had a big crush on her as a kid Ooh. so i looked into stuff that she was in oh the there was a uh, a joke that i'd always quote as a kid from the scene where they introduce her her name's megan by the way so we have megan and robe and max those are the three main characters like they're trying to introduce them as like both of my friends are so quirky one of my best friends wears his quirky robe. And then Megan's quirk is just that she, like, always has her clarinet with her. But then she doesn't. Like, she never has it with right. her the whole rest of No, the but there, the joke is she takes her clarinet everywhere. And she goes, hey, you guys. And she trips and falls on the bus. Yeah. And he goes, even when she takes a trip. And I remember as a kid, 
me and my sister had an argument of what that meant. I said, it means like every time she goes on vacation, she brings the clarinet. My sister was like, no, it meant that she falls. <laughs> Maybe it means both. It could mean both. It's like the movie title means both things. Max Keeble's big move because he's making big moves at middle school and he's also moving. We're moving? Or so we think. We're not moving? I also have to talk about the graphics in this movie. Oh, like the editing? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I like it too, but it's very it's very Disney. It's a Disney Channel I know, big screen adventure. But the editing in this is better than the editing in Suicide Squad, and I've said what I've said. I've never seen Suicide Squad. Okay, well, the people who have will know. But that I'll is take your hot, word for it. That's a hot take. So I also have to say... We have to go, we talked about it a little before, but Max Keeble is suave. Oh, yes. Suave Mendy. He opens the movie by saying that he has fat attitude, or as he likes to call fat it. Attitude. Fat attitude. And I wrote that down with a PH because you know that's like what they meant. Yeah. Oh, of course. I remember watching this attitude. movie, and when, we, and when we watched it, it just reminded me of how much I wanted to be him. Right, like I wanted so to be Max Keeble. So, so cool, he is. He's he's cool. Like I if he came up to me like now, this, he's this cool like rocket skater boy in a world of adults who are all raging psychopaths. Yes, I've so so the movie takes place on the first day of middle school, and the movie just spans a week because the plot is. He goes to school, and then his parents are like, oh, we're moving, and he hates his his school's, like, the bullies and teachers, and he's like, oh, well, I'm gonna wreak havoc, because on Friday, I ain't gonna be here, and then the parents are just like, just kidding, Max, we're staying, and he's like, huh? And he, so, short synopsis, but this is a thing that's always bothered me in various movies, TV shows. Some places call it junior high, and some places call it middle school. Yeah. Is that, like, a southwest thing or what do you I think? don't know because I definitely called it middle school I did too the building said middle school this is one of those movies that is like they're like oh my god it's the first day of junior high and they like make everything seem like it is the end all be all uh that's how I acted I mean that's how it feels also the size of this middle school ginormous I know oh my god. is it like a high school middle school hybrid type deal I mean Whatever it is, they have clearly 30-year-old foreign exchange students there to play football. <laughs> yes. So, so <laughs> hearkening back to what we just said about Max Hebel being cool, where do you think your cool meter was in sixth grade? Mine? Yeah. Um, probably Megan. Exactly. Megan? Okay. I think out of all three years of middle school, I rocked sixth grade. I oh, it. wow. Okay. I mean, I didn't like what Max does, like, go, like, in the hallways, like, spin around and go, like, say yo. Yeah. But I, I, I was, like, I, it, it was, out of all three years, that was, like, the best one for me. I also had, it was the year that I got the phone that flips uh, vertical and horizontal oh, with the keyboard. Wow. And it had rock band on it. And so everyone wanted to play with my phone. But like, yeah, guys, you can play with my phone. I was friends with people who were weirder than me, usually. So I would have been friends with, like, a robe type. 
right? And I, I knew I wasn't the most popular kid in sixth grade. Yeah. But I was friends with all of them. Okay. Uh, you did better if, than me. If I, <laughs> this is, I'm bragging. I'm bragging. This is a brag. <laughs> if I did, if I had to bring tears in middle school, I was like tier two. Wow. Oh yeah. It was all downhill after that. <laughs> so Max was definitely tier one. No. For sure. Max, Max thinks he's tier one, but he's not quite. The way he carried himself, he there he was no argument. He carries himself like well, I guess if you fake it till you make it. When he does when Max does, okay. So if y'all don't know, you should. Troy McGinty is like the main bully in this movie, and he's like this punk king. Like me today, I would I I don't think I can say this about a child, but like Troy McGinty is like hot to me. And every day, Troy McGinty will open his leather jacket and he will reveal on a t-shirt who he's going to bully that day. Yeah. And on day one of school, it's Max Keeble. But when Max does nope. the turnaround, is it, oh, it yeah, is. Right. First day is Max Keeble. Day two is freak with Rome. Yeah. Okay. And so the whole if... school gathers to watch these. So one, where are the teachers? Right? Like there's, like this bully's not trying to the hide teachers... his bully. Every teacher in this movie is too busy being either a straight-up psychopath or a way-too-sexy lady. Okay, I've got to put a pin in that because I want to no, touch we'll, on... No, we'll have to get back to that for sure. Because I want to touch on <laughs> the freak with the robe. So, we had this conversation that if the bully opened up the shirt and he's wants to bully you and it's freak with blank, what would your freak with blank be? Well, he also uses names. I know, but that's not the point sure. of what I'm asking you. I still don't know how to answer this question. Like, I think the best that I could have done would have been, like, freak with Paramore shirt. Are you? Are we talking about, like, if this happened in 2021? No. Because I liked Paramore in middle school. Oh, I forgot they were around in middle school. Oh, yeah, baby. I've been on the Paramore train for, like, 13 years. Oh, my gosh. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Beep, beep, choo, 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 choo. They've been around longer. Paramore has been a band for almost 20 years at this point. Wow. I think mine would be, if we're basing it off when I was in sixth grade, Freak. I mean, I don't just, know. It's just Freak. Freak. Ah! <laughs> they know exactly who this is. Probably Freak with a uh, cool cell phone with Guitar Hero on it. Well, you can't be a freak and cool. You're on. I'm free. <laughs> no. But the Max Keeble reveal, Max Keeble turns the tables and he does a t-shirt reveal that he's going to be bullying Troy McGinty. Yes, this is this is the part of the movie where It is he, amazing. This is the part of the movie where he knows he's not going to be there on Friday. So he's like, well, nothing matters. Oh my also, god, I forgot. I have this note. Oh, you said something about the middle school earlier and how kind of crazy the school is. We noticed that <laughs> There's like a hundred urinals in the bathroom. Yes. Oh There's my gosh. So, so many. <laughs> so when Troy McGinty bullies Max, he takes him to a, a classic swirly, classic bully movie move. And we were watching it. And in the bathroom, there were a million urinals. Like, like <laughs> there's like at there least were, 11. Wall-to-wall urinals. It like was wall-to-wall. And then Max turns and starts running out and you can see more. I, we were like, what the heck? 
Um, and then there's a scene where he's in class and the teacher is um, taking attendance. And all of a sudden she goes, Lil, Lil Romeo? And little Romeo is in his class. Yes. And she, he goes, yo, what's up? I'm over here. Lil Romeo he, is literally only in that scene. And then later the scene where Max Keeble gets drunk on the milkshakes at the cafe. It's just a milkshake. With his ninth grade friend. And so this, this misses his goodbye friend, uh, she was a ninth grade mistress. Yes. And what junior high starts in sixth grade, right? So she's at least... Eighth. Well, she said nine. The party, the party that she invites Max to at the end of the film is ninth graders only. So okay, so for our minds to be settled, we'll say this junior high is sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Sure, because that can happen, or it could yes. also be a junior high high school, like you know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so what we're talking about is this, the girl that Max likes, mm-hmm. and every time she appears, one, she's about five feet taller than him yeah so much older than him mm-hmm. um every time she walks in the beginning of hit me baby one more time plays which i am such a sucker because i love it in Pen Fifteen too anytime that there's like a oh, joke yeah. of like somebody's crush walking on screen and the music playing that gets me every time i know it's good it's and this is so i know what max keeble's big move stance on is for the for the free britney movement They said, get it. People they, they said, said free Britney. They said free Britney. Speaking of free Britney, oh, um, every, I, I keep saying this, every adult in this movie is insane. Yes. So the principal is a f- complete certifiable psychopath. Played by. Commits crimes and abuses children in full view of the day. Played by the guy who plays the stylist in the Princess Diaries. Paolo. 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 Sing to me, Paolo. There's so many iconic Paolos in the Disney Channel. Yeah, the world. Disney Channel universe. Two. There's two. But they're both <laughs> iconic. Right. And they were both around the same time. And then you have um, the principal secretary, Mrs. Rangoon, Rangoon, who is an icon in her own her life. Ha- her, her hair is cartoonish. <laughs> yes. There's no reason for that hair. Th- um, this movie is like a live action cartoon. It really is. The Jamie way, like, Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy plays this psychopathic ice cream man who chases down children on their bikes and runs them off the road. Which is another iconic line from the one of the ice cream scenes that I would always repeat is when the when so one of the pranks Max pulls on the ice cream man is he takes the something. It's from like the a ice, coil out of his Yeah, truck. the coil. And, and it makes all the ice cream melt. And so this girl gets a popsicle and she's like, because she's mad it's melted, she goes, Fart knocker! And throws it at the ice cream machine. And it hits the truck and, like, eeks down. Yes. And I guess you can't count him as an adult because I think he's still supposed to be, like, a middle schooler. But Orlando Brown, certifiable psychopath Orlando Brown, is in this as a child who became, like, a self-made millionaire and then blew money by the time he was 12. Which, how and on what? He's definitely a classmate. I want... The back. Mama, 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 marching call. I want the back. You know the that is good for the downfall. Like that I want scene. to see ten-year-old Orlando Brown like doing coke in Vegas and blowing Gosh. all of his money before he comes back to high school <laughs> and, and a, starts and like creepy. stealing pennies. 
in a three-piece suit. Who else is a psychopath? Um, um, I mean, those are like the three. Those are like the big villains. Yeah. And then you have... No, well, four, because you have McGinty. You have McGinty. McGinty yeah, but he's not like an adult. Well, neither is Orlando Brown. Right, but he's like older. I'm just lumping no, him in with the psychopaths. Because Troy McGinty so is also a psychopath. Yeah, Troy McGinty is an absolute psychopath. But Troy McGinty's psychopathy spans from his childhood trauma. Right. <laughs> Which we get like a deep dive into Troy McGinty's Right, we get a psyche. really like, where is the new Disney movie? Like, I don't need to see Cruella. I need a movie I need to see Mi- the McGoogler. Right, I just need a movie called McGinty. McGoogles. About his origin story. So. The teacher... <clears throat> The biology yes. teacher that Josh Peck is in love with. Well, not just Josh Peck, the entire... Well, everyone. But she is so sexy on purpose. Yes. So there's this the scene that we're talking about, the big scene, is she's like this young teacher, so all like the guys are like, oh my goodness. Auga. Auga, auga. And it's not just like, oh, it's edited in a funny way to make it look like she's being sexy in these 12-year-olds' minds. No, she is like taking pheromones out and going like, pheromones. No, yes. (laughs) The way she, so they're talking about pheromones and the way she brings it out is like she's a, like a cosmetic model. And she like shakes the bottle a little bit. She goes, pheromones and, I, and we watched her like whoa uh, yeah. inappropriate and then like when josh peck drops the like flask on purpose so she'll come help him clean it up and max can steal the pheromones for his prank yeah. she's like you just have to be so cute. yeah the way like and, why well, when josh peck sees the teacher for the first time he goes huh? <laughs> <laughs> he does We're like why do you moan like that it kind of makes more sense for jenna the crush to be like that because she's also a child and she probably thinks it's funny to like flirt with this little boy like this no no that i i i just quoted it a while back when she so when max max becomes cool in the entire school because he keeps pulling these pranks and stuff and so he gets invited um to the ninth grade party and he ditches megan and robe his true friends you know this always happens he gets mm-hmm. caught up in the As he gets happens, caught up in the fame and so Max and Jenna are talking and she, and he's like, ah, I don't know if I should go. I'm trying to meet, I'm meeting somebody. And she leans in to, and mind you, she's five feet taller than him. Yeah. So she, so like, she is gets, putting, I'm so sorry to say, she's putting her rack in his face. And she <laughs> whispered, <laughs> geez, she whispers, she's like, it's just a milkshake. Like, just like that. And that was what I was like, jeez! Yes. Okay, I do have to say, because I'm seeing it here in my notes. You said at one point during this movie that the quotes were, like, sparking something in your brain and you were, like, remembering. Yes. (laughs) Because I haven't seen this movie (laughs) in a while and when they would say certain things, it sparked something in my brain, uh, like, a memory of me quoting it or talking about it specifically the scene where there's the two friends are talking to Max and they're sad that he's leaving. And Josh Peck was like, maybe you'll meet two people who look exactly like us in yeah. Chicago. That was a part when I, when I was a kid, I would like think about that. I was like, what if there's someone who looks exactly like me in Florida? Okay, we have to talk about 
this film has, I believe, the best food fight in cinema history. Excessive. I got it mad. It is excessive. It. <laughs> but I love it. I got mad. You I got furious. I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to leave the room in protest. They be putting mustard in a tuba and shooting it out. Also, it's just in a leaf blower. This? Right. And I'm like, and there's one teacher in the cafeteria. So of course she can't. The, guys, YouTube this this food fight because the the scene before when like they have a scene in the cafeteria, even I was like, this is excessive food on everyone's tray. It's oh like, yeah. It's like spaghetti and mashed potatoes and fried chicken. I'm like Jeez, I had a microwave pizza. Right. Um, like, they are a, a pretty much about... I, well, maybe this was, like, before, you know, because I was in middle school in the Michelle Obama era where lunches were, like, you know, you, it's all about portion control. So I don't know if in, like, 2001 in middle school no, this is allowed to lunch. No, I'm not talking about, like, portions. I'm talking about the food in general. Well, I know, but they also, like, Max will sit down with, like, seven entrees on his plate. Yeah, and, I'm, and I remember... In middle school, I would try to get maybe like two of those pizzas. They're like, uh uh-uh, uh, one per person. I'm like, okay. All right. I hear you. I respect you. So there's also these things that the principal does when he does his morning announcements. He puts on a fake suit and a fake backdrop. Yeah, and, he does. <laughs> and I'm like, why is the backdrop Washington, D.C.? I'm right. just like, Y'all, I'm like, everyone knows you're in the office. Like, dude, you are the principal of a middle school. You can calm down. And, like, the whole thing is that he's this crazy because he wants the superintendent's job. Yeah. But I don't think you can logistically go from principal of one middle school to, like, superintendent of a district. Principal Gendry. But he sure tries because he's like, here's your jockstrap, dude, that I have on full display. Yeah. And his and his most um, famous line in that movie is "Say with me now." Cease. <laughs> and I, we were watching it, and I was like, "Imagine in it because he says it for the first time, trying to get people quiet in the auditorium." I said, "Imagine seeing an auditorium, and all of a sudden your principal goes cease, and everyone is dead silent." That'd be crazy. So there's also this part where I have this written down my notes. I just thought it was funny. That he's like having this confront- confrontation with Max. I don't remember what they were talking about, but he's like, X courage. No, he goes, I'm not in courage. I'm X courage. Yes. Max is like, X courage. Also, the principal, so there's a petting zoo like right near the school that Max like volunteers at to the point that he can just hop on the back of an ostrich and the ostrich is like, fine. <gasps> I forgot about that part. Yes, he like rides the ostrich into battle. Weird. It was a battle. It was. But the principal is like so obsessed with tearing down this petting zoo. Well, he wants to tear it down so he can make the big the football, football field. field. Right. That's why. Right, right, right. Because he leaves his evil plan up on the computer where he literally allocates 99%. Yes. Of the- so there's like this scene where the three friends, Max, uh, Megan, and Robe, break into the school. And we're watching and be like, they're committing a crime. This is not just they a prank. They literally They're were committing, committing a, crime. a crime. They're breaking the law. And there's this part where they're, Megan and Max are in the principal's office trying to like get in his stuff. 
and Robe is trying to like get in there and all of a sudden you just hear a big crash and they look at each other like Robe basically just being like our fat friend <laughs> is the only person <laughs> who can make that noise that big crash and then Josh Peck pops up and is like don't worry about me I'm fine right I'm like Which, that's just for Robe. that scene where they're breaking into the school has the blueprint for the energy of Chicken Little, Ugly Ducking, and Run of the Litter yes, breaking yes. into the um, the cornfield. I also have written I in my notes. break into a cornfield, but whatever. Okay, so I, I, I think I just remembered why I wrote this down. So when Robe gets, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, when Robe gets bullied by Troy McGinty, does Troy McGinty call him Plump Daddy? I think so. Because I have, I just have plump daddy written on my notes. I think he does say that. <laughs> oh, yes, because he, like, meets him at the gym class. He's like, come on, plump daddy. Or something like that. The line that I have written down that had me yowling is, like, where they're bringing Max back to school after they've told him he's not moving. And he's like, oh, no, I have to deal with the consequences of all these pranks that I've pulled. And he says something about, like, not having clothes to wear and he's like i mean do i wear rags <laughs> <laughs> what did i say i said something about like rags i said i said something about his comment about wearing rags like, i don't, don't know it was just a really funny line do, do i wear rags do i wear rags and th- some of max's scenes are the way he, the way this kid delivers these lines again i'm going back to how suave he is like, when he's trying to encourage his dad to stand up to his own boss. Yes. He's like, come on, dad, you can do it. Like, And the dad this... is like, actually, I will! And then quits his job! <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is the dad played by the dad from Lizzie McGuire, and Gordo is in it for a weird second. Remember? Where? It's, 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 it's after the next day when he's in all that garbage stuff at the assembly. Yeah. And he walks back the next day and everyone's laughing as he comes in. And all these, you see a shot of Gordo. And he's like, oh, it's uh, the garbage man. Ha ha ha. Like just no as one way. of the kids. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Crazy, man. Yes. They got, they got all the stars out to play for this movie. So we also have to talk about the, the love subplot uh, between Megan and Max. I the way that it's revealed i honestly really liked as a kid oh it's but it's exactly how it would be revealed oh, to your exactly. friend she, so, so megan megan plans this whole party for max with the three of them and obviously he his, doesn't show his, up. his his going away party and instead he chooses to go with he, jenna he the popular drunk, girl basically and he comes out drunk into the street okay no <laughs> preface that He's just drinking milkshakes, but the way they but play it is like they, they're at a rager. They make him seem like he has been drinking, you know? No, like, yeah. that's the, the vibe. No, that's so the correct they, vibe. Megan and Robe show up to the diner, and they see him dancing on the table, which, he, what? Right. That's allowed? Like, it's a like diner, it's not a teen dancing hangout. on the table with this girl who is miles taller than him. Yes, Jenna. And they shake their heads, and they walk who's also who's, sorry, who's also in the band? First chair? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool girl in the band. Okay. Happens, Brayer. Oh, she, oh remember, happens. When, remember when Megan makes that face to Jenna? Yes. Because Jenna's like, um, I'm sitting there. And Megan's like, does it have your name on it? And it does. And Jenna's like, <laughs> it does. <laughs> and Megan's like, oh, sorry. 
No, Megan makes a face that is like, Ugh. yeah. But like, girl, like, you that... literally are in her assigned seat. Like, <laughs> and it's not even one of those unspoken rules in school where there's no assigned seat, but the the seat you pick on the first day. You're unassigned assigned seat. seat. Yes. Yeah. It's like an actual someone like made a plate and said Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, go back to what you were saying about them seeing him at the. So they see him and they party. walk away because they're upset. And he runs outside and he's like, "Wait, you guys." And Megan is, like, so upset. So upset, guys. And he is, like, trying to... Robe says something about... He's like, Megan likes you. Like, she really likes you. And then Max is like, oh, no! And then it cuts to him on the phone. He's like, hey, um, can you tell Megan I called and tell him I'm really, really sorry? And and don't forget the sorry part. (laughs) Like, okay, Oh, my God, though. Okay, but, like, the big... Begging on your knees for forgiveness. Too little, too late. The big, like, lesson of the movie, I guess, is, like, don't bully people because then you're no better than the bullies. Yes. Like, all the underdogs of the school come out and they're about to throw the bullies in the trash can. And they are like, wait, stop, we're no better. But then they, like, throw them in accidentally or whatever. Yeah, they're like, oh, well... Which is kind of cute. But then Jenna is like, Max, do you want to come to the party? It's ninth graders only. And she looks right at Megan. Yeah. And like, Max Ooh. takes Megan's hand and says, like, actually, I think I'm good. Like, he says something. He's like, I think I'm, I have other plans. But, like, that scene as a child, I used to be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Megan goes, nice move, Max. And then Max goes, actually, I think moving was the best, not moving was the best move of all. <laughs> and that's when they grab each other's hands and hold hands. Oh, yeah. But, which is funny because he's making a move on her. Which is the third move in the big move. <laughs> Max Keeble cannot stand still. He keeps Max, moving. Max Keeble can only make big moves. He's like a shark. He has to keep mo- he has to keep moving in order to live. He's in the back of the class, like I can't stop. <laughs> like Max, you need to sit down. He's like, no, this is my big move. <laughs> but we also talk about that scene that we just mentioned was led by Josh Peck. With his robe as a flag. On a stick. And the band I don't is... Know, I don't know if that's supposed to signify that he has, like, moved grown down out from of... the robe and he doesn't need it anymore. I hope not. Because we don't ever see him again after that. Well, that's the last scene. Well, no, we just we just get the ending of Max on his bike being chased by the ice cream guy going, Oh, yeah. Oh, see, man. Sequel? Sequel, maybe? We never got it. They would, this would have made a really great TV show. I know. Like or a Disney Channel show? We gotten Max Keeble's bigger move. Max Keeble's bigger move. Max, Max Keeble's biggest move. Max Keeble's extreme move. An extreme probably, action. honestly, because it, it would have come out in like 03 or 04, it would have been extreme. Because that's what everything was. Oh, yeah. Max Keeble's extreme move. Like, oh. extremely goofy. Like, everything from like 2000 to 2005 was X. Like, X. Right. Extreme. extreme. So, I also have to, I know we've we're done talking about the the science teacher but i just have to mention the fact when so when max keeble he he gets in trouble for being bullied which is annoying like remember he got a swirly and he walks into class dripping wet and and the teacher's like you are wet in my classroom that's a 500 word essay and max is like wait why and she's like you want to make it 600 do by Friday. I know. And what if he had just been like, damn, my hair just greasy. <laughs> and so that's when he realizes like, oh, I won't be here on Friday. 
So yeah. none of this matters. I'm moving across the country. So that's when he like jumps on the table and starts kicking the globe. Yes. And, and then he, he like cuts the phone line. Y- yes. Which like. Oh, so, and, and then he and then he goes out of the room and he passes the science teacher, grabs her hand, kisses it. And he's like, if you're ever in Chicago, look me up. And he, and he passes her. And the way the actress and the way it's shot, she turns around and she's thinking, I just might. Literally. I remember like, that was the moment where we were both like, why? Okay, this is too much. Like, the way she turned around, y'all, you got to go on Disney Plus and look at this scene. Because the way she turns around is she's debating it. She literally is like, huh. Huh. Maybe I will. Like, if this movie was a normal movie, like, his phone would ring and she would be like, I'm coming up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it is. It, 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 it was insane. I was like, what is this trance that Max Keeble has? And why do I have it as well? The, okay, the energy that Max Keeble has to think that he can swoon this 30-year-old. <laughs> But she's swooning. She's swooning after him. I know. Max Keeble's extreme Max Keeble's extreme move is her flying to Chicago. If a child of Max Keeble's stature did that to me, he would get smacked. (laughs) You would say, listen here, you little porcupine head. What we're not gonna do is kiss my hand. Um yeah, so this movie, I enjoyed it. I, love I thought it. it was a fun time. I loved it as a kid. I love it now. I I think it's great. I have a huge nostalgia factor associated with it, obviously, but I think that if this was, like, something that I saw just cold as an adult, I would probably still be like, that was so... It's wild. It has, that for, I you, it. for you, it has really... It has big, fat liar energy. Mm. So you know what I mean? That liar is more well done and like better written and like funnier and like the jokes are better. But it's like, sense. but I get it's like the, it's similar genre. It's like zany, it's cartoony, spiky haired kid with big suave pulls pranks. Like the principal is two steps away from Marty Wolf. Yes, they're psychopaths in different ways, but like. Because they their goals are different, I guess. But like, but their arch nemesis is a little kid, and Mrs. Rangoon is <gasps> in Big Fat Liar. Hmm, are we onto something? As the uh, the Twinkie lady. The Twinkie lady. I can't. I don't remember her actual name. I just know that she takes an absolutely iconic bite of a Twinkie. Yes. Also, she's like, we it's like mention- you wanted. Everyone's all here. We forgot to mention that the dad is only seen in weird advertisement costumes. True. It's very, it's very weird. It's a bit, I don't know if it's a bit that's thought out well enough to really work, but it does a little something for me. I do like how we have a backstory for each character, like a 30 second backstory for everybody. Yeah. Because like all of a sudden the movie will stop and Max will explain. Which this is literally what Suicide Squad tried to do really and did not do as well as max keeble <laughs> maybe the sequel is max keeble suicide squad please i want it it's him and harley quinn him Margo- and the girl the girl that played megan <laughs> margot robbie's still in it though she's like maxi oh. she's like you're in my seat 
<laughs> Megan she turns takes, around and the seat says like Harley and Quinzel. <laughs> and she she has a bat. She's like, you have to move. <laughs> Megan still makes that like face to her. Oh, she would. Um, do you know what time it is? It's five oh nine. That's weird. My clock. That's weird. My clock says it's time for, and you're reading Disney Channel. Oh my god! You're reading Disney Channel. For those of you who don't know, since we're talking about a movie and a TV show, this is the part where we read a scene. Read a Uh, scene. Read a scene from the movie that we're talking about. Becca doesn't know what scene it is. She's never seen it. Or I've, she never I've read seen it. the scene. She, she's seen the scene. But I don't know what is about to be sent to my phone. No. So, while I sent it, while I figure this thing out, I'm going to explain what the scene is for backstory. So, we mentioned before, there's a petting zoo that Max visits all the time. That's right across the street from the school. And the principal wants to get rid of it to build the hockey. Not hockey. Uh, the football field the football field for the 30 year old men that he hired to come to the school yes so this scene is the principal has seen max go to the zoo before yes the next scene he comes to the office and he sees flyers to save the shelter and so he assumes that max is the culprit in all these flyers and so he finds him in the hallway so that is the scene you need to know and Becca, okay. would you like to do us the honors and be the principal? Am I Principal Gendry? Of course. Oh my God. The shift that I worked um, after we watched this, somebody, I was working the bar and somebody came up to the bar and asked me if I knew how to make any gin drinks. And my brain went, Gendry? <laughs> it's kismet. So. Anyways. Are we ready? Yes. And action. You there. Cease. What is the meaning of this? Hey, I didn't do that. So you want to save the filthy little beasts, eh? Perhaps you want me to give the animals my car. Which, like, okay, hold on. What what kind of logical jump is that? Like, He's not logical. He's not a logical true. principle. He's a psychopath. Okay. Do you want me to give my car to the smelly goat? Goats don't drive, sir. I don't care what you want me to do. The smelly goat will never get my car. Ever. The animals have nowhere to go. Some creeps closing down the shelter. I'm closing down the shelter, silly boy. What? All I need now is the right bulldozer. I'm thinking big and yellow. Where did you think I was going to build Nebworth Stadium? In your house? (laughs) Your house. That's rich. There wouldn't be room. Whoa. (laughs) Insane. And And then then he walks away and he does that little breath spray. The principal's breath spray that they later put the pheromones in so that a squirrel will attack his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you just hate that when a squirrel attacks your ass? And your superintendent that you're trying to impress is Uh like, uh, dance it out to a rumba tune in the library. Like, that really really ruins my Tuesday when a squirrel attacks my ass. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh. Can I just, can I at least get through this week without a squirrel attacking my ass, please? Uh, this might have also been the blueprint for SIMP squirrels in my pants. Squirrels in my pants! Think it's a verb episode? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh. Ooh. So my Disney Channel lesson for this movie, I guess, other than the obvious lesson, is just... 
if you get dunked in the trash and you like literally are disgusting, maybe do something about it before you do anything else. True. Don't cause a scene. Like you don't have to be dramatic ass about it. He just needed to perform for his friends in the sprinklers and he knew they were in the assembly. That was his other big move. He had so many moves. He's got the moves like Jagger. Moves like Jagger? More more like moves like Keeble. I don't dance now. I make Keeble moves. <laughs> True. True. My first tattoo, that's what I was going to say. Stop it right now. What if I did? I was like, Becca, look what I got on my arm. I would support it, I think, honestly. All right. My lesson would probably be if you have spiky hair and you have confidence you're set in middle school you're all set dude you're set that's what this movie taught us and you have the confidence to tell your science teacher to look you up in chicago tell your mean teachers off tell your sexy teachers your phone number you got this Go get a milkshake and still Tell get the your dad gr- to quit his job. Right. He has everyone under his keeble spell. His keeble spell. Like, like everyone's like, Max would be like, jump, and they all would be like, how high? You're right. <laughs> That's his, he has so many moves. I can't take it. I'm having whiplash from so many moves. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, opening up is equal. I know. I it's I, it's way too late. I like also, really also, I'm like afraid what his move would be in the sequel. <laughs> he already made so many big ones. I, I mean, as the title says, you know, title should have been Max Keeble's big moves. <laughs> right. In in parentheses. Moves. <laughs> moves. All right. Well. uh Until next time, I will see you later, time travelers. (sighs) Always buckle your seatbelts.